I know you're not gonna sing that song. <laughs> Born in trouble. In and out the frame. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the thirty-second episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, and guess what? We got audio today. <laughs> bars. That's it. Bars. Bars. Yeah. Bars from my bar. How you brothers feeling today? <laughs> I'm just confused. My son don't listen. To good, my, son don't listen to this. my son don't listen to the show enough anyway to even catch any heat from that one. So it's like, but. It was like National <laughs> Sons and Daughters Day this week, so you know, give them a little bit of, give them both a little bit of shine. I know you guys. Uh, like, can we with stop y'all. with these bullshit holidays? National right. Sons Damn, and man, Day. that shit just—I mean, this is—it's too much. Like, like literally, it's I was gonna be on with it. three sixty. Bro, <laughs> are, we are you we recording done, by the way. We done had yeah, we're recording, we're recording, and you know what, bro? Okay. We done had this convert. We've had this conversation before. And the conversation starts with these cats is just marking your family so they can round you all up. National Sons and Daughters Day. Are you fucking kidding me? So they know where to find everybody. They know where the bail's coming from, where the assistance is, where they might have to find you. Y'all go ahead and put all that stuff up on Facebook. I am going to opt out, especially because I might need better. It's the better sell you. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's to turn you into the perfect consumer, what they dream of, and 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 it's for them to sell you. But it just—I don't understand how I see people answering these fucking questions all the time. What was your first car? <laughs> you know, how many? Si- I'm the th- I'm the third of three siblings. How about you? And people <laughs> on my friends list that shows when they answer the shit. And I just want to, I just want to instant message them or not instant message. What is it called? Just a just secret sh- message. Shout out, how, whatever you got Direct message them. Whatever. Well, on fa- oh, message, messenger. Yeah, it's on Facebook. Yeah. So I just want to message them and just say, look, you know, they compile, they compile that information for a number of purposes and a small percentage would be no good, no do-gooders. Bro, you just be, you, you know, you just who, be speaking who, to the wind. who can really get into your shit with that information. You, you just talking to the wind. But, nah, they don't they give don't, a they shit. They don't want to think that deep. Don't nobody want to think that deep. They just want to fill out no, the I form. already know because they just want to oppose. That's, yeah, that's just know. a, that's just a, uh, yeah. a side note of what the, what these fucking days are for. These days, these days are just for the participants that America has turned into. Like we, we're a country full of participants where everybody gets a participate a participation trophy. Right? right. So now you so you get acknowledged for doing nothing, right? But you was on the team, you didn't win shit, but you get a trophy anyway. <laughs> so now you didn't do shit. You didn't do shit, but we're gonna give you a day. Yeah, you you a second okay, secretaries get a day. Same you same. a motherfucking uh you a dentist, okay, dentist get a day. You know what I mean, if you, I mean, whatever the fuck you are, are you, well, you ain't shit, but somebody's son or daughter. Okay. We got to give you a day too. Motherfucker didn't even want to take days, out man. the garbage. He didn't even want to take out the garbage and they give him a day. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. I love you. John, it's a, John. You're it's a, a yeah. participation trophy. And y'all can, y'all can 
choose your as a matter of fact we're gonna do something new i'm gonna allow you the opportunity to choose one child to give a shout out to for national son today daughter's day that just passed this week even though we know that they don't deserve that shit <laughs> yeah i i refuse all right i'm just fucking with y'all how y'all doing this week <laughs> all right <laughs> we're starting out with the lamp all right <laughs> I want, I want, I want to send a shout out to my son John Exum. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Rob with the quick clip. You got son. You, you got, you got you, son. You got son. It's <laughs> <laughs> just wrong. It's <laughs> just wrong. It's funny because this week we were talking about how um, I don't know if y'all how y'all phones have been ringing, but it seems like the scam calls have been up this week. Personally, I got extra. I keep getting these extra spam calls on my phone right now. And, you know, my, my lady was like, you know, what's up with it? I just said, like, yo, they stopped the unemployment. So cats is desperate. So everybody's got to get back. Scam likely. Including the scammers. So including the scammers, especially the scammers, because, yo, they, you know, they are relentless, too, man. That's they right. are relentless, man. I'm talking about the, the IRS scams. Yeah. The bank card scams. This Just goddamn the, Social Security every, people called me one more time. Yeah, well, Jay Z <laughs> yeah, put it best. Jay Z put it best when he said, "I don't care if you got one or one million, but I think you should because if I only got one, out comes the hood." So, don't answer your phones. That's all. There really isn't. There really isn't twenty four million. No, it says scam likely. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice scam day. likely. I appreciate that. Well, you that's know? the first. That's the first step, Gene. If they can, they can identify it. Then next, they can just stop it for you whenever that happens. Yeah. No, they're not stopping shit. Anyway, oh, yo. Oh, man, he about to go ballistic with the sounds now. <laughs> oh, man, you don't even exactly. know. You don't even part. know. Listen, you got a new toy that's, that's li- nine months old. Listen, we we switched it up. I was thinking this week I'm going to add some more sounds and have some more fun on the show. And now that y'all can actually hear the sounds and play along with me, then it's going to be great fun. Could actually be fun. It's going to actually be, it's okay. going to be fun for me, even if it ends up at somebody else's expense so so today's topic today's show is titled have you been rocked asleep because i'm just wondering with everything that's going on right now things have been very quiet and peaceful along the blm front whether you are a fan of black lives matter or not i personally am a fan of the movement as you all know that name can burn in hell because my life matters. I don't have to tell you. And if I got to tell you, more likely than not, I will have slapped you before I have to tell you. That's just how I am. So that's how I feel about the name. Do you have the sound effect for that? I need that. No, that's not No, a, that's not a it. A slap. You know what? I could use this for now because you can go smack. Because that's what you're going to see, stars. So <laughs> it's not going to be that. It's not going to be that. But, yeah, I mean. The on one. The Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, on exactly. one today. Way out of control. Yeah, I'm out of but, control. And, and we got you to thank for that, Gene. Yes, Gene, because oh, you told me that. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. because at you the end of the up. show. At the you end of the show up. last week when we, oh. went, when we went off air, you said, get more organized. Get more organized, motherfucker. 
And then you laughed and hung up the call. So guess what? I'm more right. organized today. <laughs> this was, oh, so now man, it's your ass. High school notes. That's, That's right. I got notes. About. I got notes. Was that, was that a composition notebook? That is a <laughs> it was loose leaf. Those are some loose leaf pages. Oh, that's loose leaf. That looks yeah. like printer paper. It's printer online. paper. That's what it is. Oh, it's he just he just has straight writing lines. That's straight impressive. Up, straight up. I I don't. There's no shame in my game. We're a low budget production. This is also my real estate office. So rather than go out and buy a notebook when I got printer paper right there, of course I'm going to use the printer paper. It's two in one paper to me. Two in one. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's how it gets down. That's how we get down. But yeah, we just, I I was noticing a lot of things that um you know, people have been restful. Everybody's calm because Orange Head is out and now we got the old guy who Biden who is really you know, I I try to wait a few months before I give an opinion on a president, but let's just say he fucking it up. He fucking a lot of shit up right now. And because you don't have somebody harassing you every day when you don't turn on the TV, you don't see what the president did last night that's going to affect you and keep you on edge. Um, people have been rocked asleep, and a lot of the initiatives and a lot of the good things that were being talked about moving forward, such as police reform, educational reform, um, just reform, have been put to the back burner. And a lot of the conversations are the same things. And one thing that's really good about this show is that when we talk about how life is, I saw another article, I saw an article this week, and the statement was that we as black people understand that it's not a matter of Democrat or, or Republican. We in it by ourselves, no matter what. It's the same side. So it's like we're always trying to see where we can get the best deal because Motherfuckers don't really fucking follow through for anything with black people when it comes to black people, when it comes to reform. And this is the situation that we're in now. And I was just wondering if you cats were feeling the same thing or had noticed that it's very sleepy out there in the world. Anybody? Look, I'm talking about if somebody's sleep is definitely me too, shit. Cause I don't give a shit Hashtag what any me of them too do. Or just me too. I don't. <laughs> me too. I'm not. They got some hip also. <laughs> I'm just saying, if there's something that me you want to come forth sleep. with here, now's the time. No, I, oh no, uh, and no, all. I mean, me being too. serious, shit. I, he, he is who I thought he was. Uh, they all are who I thought they were. <laughs> shit, it's the same dude that. You don't even understand. I mean, he is his efforts in crippling black people go unnoticed by most, or they have just been compartmentalized somewhere in the I don't give a shit compartment in their brain because what he did with the crack laws and the uh, or the the laws or I forget the name of the um, Rico laws. Those, well, I'm just what he oh, did you mean with, with the crack, with the with the, the um, sentencing laws back in with the, the crime 80s. bill, yeah, with the crime, the bill. crime bill, yeah, the, the '94 crime bill mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. His participation in that, man, I mean, whatever. He just he, look. I like my presidents that know how to put two sentences together intelligently in a sentence 
and he's a lot better at it than Donald Trump. And that's what but it comes. And that's really whatever, what it, man. That's I mean, what, that's really it, what it comes down to. It didn't matter to. to me who was in that month. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate, but that's really what it comes you know? down to because it's like I I saw a lot of people that were saying, oh, you know, especially like let's just say Caucasians who were saying before the the election, well, if you vote for Biden, then you're idiots and this and that and this, and they know no, it's not. It it they were actually right. It was really a vote against Trump. It's a vote against Trump. The guy's an asshole and he's worse. And that's really what it is. <laughs> so the solution is really come up with a better asshole than Trump. And then you might have an argument. But until that time, I had a discussion with the cat today, the libertarian dude. It was actually this week, the libertarian dude. And he's just always like, you know, he thinks that for somehow we're we're doing some some show that's resonating with people that's going to get them to follow one ideological path or the other. And first of all, I'd just like to say to anyone who does listen to this show on the regular, if you do that, then you're probably, don't blame me, because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. For you, I always say vote your interest. Like, we've all had this conversation before. If you're in a situation where you make $500,000 a year and somebody is going against that, premise for you to make that for you to continue to make five hundred thousand dollars a year i don't think it's a good idea for you to vote against your interest it just isn't it just doesn't make any sense i'm voting for different reasons than what you're voting for i'm voting for just basically a safe environment so i can get pulled over and not have to get my ass kicked and then get blamed for it then get charged for getting my ass kicked these are like simple things that i want just not to be bothered. I don't want to move into your neighborhood necessarily. I don't want to go to your clubs and your nightclubs and everything. And you shouldn't blame me when your daughters send me naked pictures. Oh, yeah. Much. Well, edit that shit out, man. That's messed up, Rob. Yeah, Rob, that's messed <laughs> up. Hey, Fuck up. That, that was perfect, Rob. I appreciate exactly. it. I appreciated it. So we're going to go you know, five, you, you have to four, make sure the inconsistencies are in the middle there. We have to go five, four, three, three two, one. Two. And we're back. I don't want his book. I don't want his chickens. <laughs> yeah, you want to hear something funny? We will now you want to hear something speech already in progress. You want to hear something funny? When I was talking to Rob about what? coming back on the show, I was I like, yo, I'm glad you're coming back on the show, Rob, because you kind of, you're kind of like a voice of reason. And you kind of like, you help put things in perspective <laughs> and keep things straight. And let me just give you a, a hearty, inviting. a hearty fuck you right now. And we're just going to keep moving. <laughs> We're gonna keep it moving. That I, I can't even. I don't you know, even know fighting to, and satirical wit. I don't, I don't even know no, how to start with that. But what we'll do is we're gonna go. We're gonna jump with the same topic. We're gonna go to one of our old friends, Uncle Timmy Scott. Uncle Timmy, ding 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 from the cabin. Yes, <laughs> right. Uncle Timmy's cabin. Maybe we should make that a weekly feature. And we can feature one guy like Uncle Timmy, who goes back and uses his blackness to get black votes, 
for people who don't pay attention to what he actually does and turns around and goes and breaks up the Schiffero for Massa as soon as he gets done at Congress. So the interesting thing is that in the spirit of a lot of these um, movements that have been pushed back, I don't know if you've noticed, Gene, but even the Blackout Coalition online, they've severely like taken down a lot of their yeah, activism. I think I, I think I left the coalition. Yeah, there's, I wasn't coalescing. Yeah, there's no, there's no <laughs> so co- I didn't leave the coalition. <laughs> there's not much. There's not much there because they're not. They're not doing activism. They're not doing that work. Now it's it's like whatever's left. Everybody's rocked to sleep. People don't they can't figure out where to go next. And the reason why I mentioned Tim Scott is because that gentleman Walter who got shot in the back that do you remember that video with the guy that the police officer told him he said mm-hmm. I'm gonna un un um chain your things and let you run. Walter Scott was his name. Now I'm remembering. He um Tim Scott was like appalled at that, and he actually tried to get some legislation put through. One of the legislations was a database for police officers that would be public that would show all of the bad things that they had actually done and make it public record. Another one was there was the demilitarization of the law enforcement, banning chokeholds, and outlawing no-knock warrants. All these things were in a bill that were being pushed by Tim Scott that got pushed back. So he turns around and he goes and works with Cory Booker. And Cory Booker, this is like very interesting. They actually got the Fraternal Order of Police and the International Association of Chiefs to agree to each one of those things to be changed. They actually agreed to it. They were going to push it out to their police stations throughout the country. And at that point, Uncle Timmy pulled the support from the bill. Went on television and said the reason why he pulled the support on the bill was because of the fact that they were discussing defunding the police. And that that was the that was the actual agenda of it. And he just couldn't support defunding the police. Plot twist. The head of the FOP and the head of the International Association of Chiefs snapped back at Uncle Timmy and said, no, we discussed this. And actually what they were doing was they were putting resources, giving us resources for the things that we actually need to do as for police work. And Uncle Timmy just basically um, crawled back into Mass's hole and now he's gone. Can we get a black Democrat to run against that motherfucker in South Carolina? So at least they can get rid of that motherfucker. Is that crazy? No, man, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Jerry lives in South Carolina, and man. Yo, I, I mean, it's just. Look, they still the South, like the old South. I'm talking about this in charge that has the money there that has there. It ain't happening, bro. They ain't, you know, and there ain't enough voters that aren't dependent on that old money yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brent, what were you, South Brent, Carolina is a time bro? warp, bro. Listen. So I guess it it all comes back to the same argument for me that, that I always present. You don't own any politicians. Right. Like you, you don't have the money 
America is like you're not gonna get ahead just based on white benevolence, right? You ain't gonna you ain't gonna get even. You ain't gonna get the the reparations. You ain't gonna get social reform. You ain't gonna police reform. You ain't gonna get none of that just based on white benevolence because white people don't give a fuck about it because it don't affect them, mm. right? And black people don't own any politicians. If you don't own any politicians in this country, you can't set policy. Well, so. I mean, what are we what are we really doing? What do, what do we think we're going to accomplish without, you know, I mean, like voting? I say fuck voting because the, the two doors to the slaughterhouse, it don't matter which door you go in if it's still the fucking slaughterhouse. <laughs> I want to go that right? one. <laughs> right. If it's if it's Democrat or Republican, I mean, it's still a fucking door to the slaughterhouse. So. I don't know how you get out of this situation, you know what I mean? Do you, really without believe a that, do you really believe that giving up voting is a viable option, an effective solution? Well, I don't think people will give up voting. So this is just ultimately it's just me talking. But no, but I don't, I don't think it would be necessarily that much different if you did. You know what I mean? You don't you don't get they're, shit anyway. Like they're not like, beholden right. to you anyway, whether you vote for them or not. They're not beholden. To you. Right. They're vote. They're beholden to the people who gave them the money to run for the office. And so in that effect, it really don't matter what you do and whether you do it or don't. They're they're serving their constituency and it's not you. The corporations right. are the Biden promised a gang of shit. The corporations are their constituency. Absolutely. The ultra rich are their constituency. Biden Yo, promised black people you. a gang of shit. Gene. And he reneging oh, yeah. on all that shit right now. Gene, tell me because oh, yeah. I want to know what your hand gesture oh, yeah. meant. When you went like, yo, my mind just blew. So today, one of my memories was a post. And I don't want to misquote. So I'm going to go ahead and take this phone that I've been looking at the game during the podcast on. And what I'm game you watching? It. Because it's, it's glad that. Only game on. Because you're focused. R- Virginia and University of Miami? Nah, Jaguars Look. and the Bengals. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Nah. Uh. Oh, yeah. No, the only game I got money on. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, I put, look, uh, oh, Grant posted this and I reposted it, right? Damn. And Damn, then he's that shit on gotta here be right now. Fuck. That's why I said it blew my mind. And then, on this day, yep. I reposted. My comment was most people would just have another cup of insanity along with the plate of hope. Hope is not a plan. And then, But Grant's post was question of the day. If the definition, and this is seven years ago on this day, if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way and expecting a different result, should we stop voting? Question mark. And you know, I was all on hell yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I, I've shared that sentiment before he ever expressed that. That like, yo, what if we all stop voting now? Stop. Pause right there. So as you, as I was thinking this, I was like, okay, so. Uh, not voting would be a form of protest, but then what? And then I just thought of something that is so silly, I think think it's brilliant. So the protest is don't vote and let it be known. We didn't vote and you, UN and world and everything else, we're going to rely on you to keep these animals in check and then see how that plays out. Yeah, I don't think that's the way. And so that's the first First step in the protest or whatever. Now, of course, you know, if it's if it's all fuck shit, the, the protest could be reversed and whatnot. But it, look, man, it's it's like the post said, though, 
what do you do? You keep doing the shit? And what? You make an argument that it actually has gotten better so much and so evidently that we should continue to do the shit? It doesn't get better because... I just want to see somebody... You it, know? Doesn't, it doesn't get better because we're not as good at the game as other groups are, as other people are in other groups are. First of all, voting has to... Voting has its most power when you have a When consensus. you say that we're not as good at the game, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to... Let me get into that a right. little bit. Because uh, other, people have been able to, other people have been able to operate systems independently and have been left alone to operate systems independently and do their thing, whereas every time we try to start a thing, Somebody comes and blows that shit up. Somebody comes and labels the leader of that movement a threat to national security and blows that shit up. Well, that's a recurring. You can have you can have a Sons of Italy club in every fucking neighborhood in America. Heaven forbid you put a you know some Sons sort of, of some appreciation of black culture if anywhere. You son, if you put and, up a Sons of Africa, the police know, would be there. The police would be there every other Wednesday. Whenever you were doing whatever. Oh, yeah. And there'd be, there'd be some new brother who just moved in the neighborhood who desperately wants to be down. And I guarantee you, if you fucking nailed him to a table, you'd find out that that motherfucker is full pork. Mm. Well, here's the here's the deal. And this is exactly what I'm coming to. Are we are we served by voting right now? Probably. Let's just say no. Let's not say probably. No. The reason why is because our communities are so spread out. Like a community like Detroit, you actually could get some things done, which is one of the reasons why Detroit was dismantled and broken apart the way that it was. Every time there's been a consensus, they do the same things that they did in Oklahoma in large major cities, except for they just do it differently. In Chicago, it was done differently because you had the Black Panthers, you had the Vice Lords, you had all these people that weren't just gaining that weren't just like you know taking over neighborhoods they were gaining political power within the city so that city had to be broken detroit is the same thing that city had to be broken so for the simple fact of gerrymandering and the way that they take everything and they break up all these districts and the way that a lot of these republican local communities what they're doing is they're consistently moving the map so that way you don't get a voice and you don't get a say you don't even get a say for them to tell you no that's like part of the problem the solution is moving into neighborhoods that look more like yourself and more like you but then we're actually doing the work of some people would say that we're doing the work of racist or what they've actually tried to do which is segregation we're actually segregating the neighborhood but my thought process today was is separate but equal the future. Because with black towns, black school boards, black curriculums, um, you could actually come up with a better black community than you could in one where you're not welcome. Thoughts? I told y'all motherfuckers I was prepared. Don't stop now. So that that was well, that was pre segregation though. We had more millionaires per capita pre integration than we do now, right? And now they sell you the myth of uh, black prosperity these days. They'll show you the the Jay Z's, the Kanye's, the athletes, but Oprah's. Not right. Ninety percent of the people that ninety percent of the black people that are wealthy now are either old or 
250 and run a 4-4, right? That last group, 6'3", 250 and run a 4-4, that's a very exclusive group. Yeah, allow me to interject. And not even all of that group allow is, me to, is on millionaire status. You know what I mean? Me, allow me to interject. We've had this conversation before. A lot of what happened with desegregation was more about getting black dollars than it was about anything else. Getting access to those black Absolute. customers. And, Absolutely. You know, that's something that we that we know. So and that's one of the reasons why they are so against that, because of the fact of exactly what you said. It would create more black millionaires per capita. The thing is that you would have to if you're moving into these neighborhoods in this way and in this manner with this focus and this thought, you're you face you're gonna face higher hyper policing. Now you're looking at hyper policing. So the answer to that is to form your own police forces. You have to get all of these things funded. And ultimately, by being attached to the bigger to the bigger um, state, which is the United States of America, it makes it less feasible. Well, so if you go back, right, to pre-integration, we were catalysts in that movement, right? Like we wanted integration. We wanted to be able to go to white lunch counters. We wanted to be able to go to white stores, whatever. We wanted to go to the white hospital. We wanted that, right? And then we got it. And then that totally dismantled our shit, right? Because now everybody wanted, everybody was going, because you have to take my money, even though they didn't want to take your money, right? So, so, them, so them getting our money is actually a, a side result of us wanting to be a part of it. But now that we know what we know, right? We've tried to be a part of it. And they they show us time and time again that they don't really want us to be a part of it. They want our money still. And not even always. You know, I mean, it wasn't but a few years ago, uh, who was it, Tommy Hilfiger or somebody was like, I don't make my clothes for black folks or some shit. I don't some think hip, some, some it was somebody that hip hop. It was someone else. I don't think yeah, it was somebody, uh, yeah, it, it somebody was, that, it was attributed to him, but he didn't actually say it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that hip hop had Tommy. Yeah, somebody had hip hip hop had blown their clothes up or some shit. They Maybe it was, had, I don't know did, who it was, but anyway, just, just like a month ago, they had a, um, an Asian executive at Timberland that got demoted. She got called back because she had said some off the cuff stuff about the black community, and you know Timberland, that's like the black that's the black shoe. Yeah, Timberland was on its way out of business. They were on their way out of business. Yeah. Okay. What you? Go ahead. Is, are you finishing a thought, Grant? No, I, I'm just saying they, this is what we do, man. Like we we support we support everybody except our own self. That's that's basically what this is boiling down to. How are you going to get that? Right. How well, are we going to get that changed with everybody seemingly being rocked asleep? You can't keep attention spans. The reason why I wanted to do the show and I wanted to point this out is like there was a lot of in the black community about we are not our ancestors and the apathy that's going on right now kind of proves that, yeah, you are, you know, the old joke from, um, it, but I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't know if it's apathy though, dog. So what, what would be a better word for it? I don't know if it's apathy because so what is necessary? Like what is necessary is large and uncomfortable for everybody. Like you're talking about creating your own state, your own institutions. And in the beginning, 
You know, like Grant said, all that shit has to be funded. Like all that shit has to, you know, you have to create a system to fund all that stuff. Like you have to get the dollars collective. Nobody gives up comfort. And everybody in America is just comfortable enough. Even the poor people in America are just comfortable enough that blowing up the system doesn't seem like something that's really in their interest. You know, yeah, and just telling like, my business, Rob. That, that, like that's, <laughs> you know, even for a lot of the dudes on the plantation and shit. Like, yo, going out, going and taking over the big house. You know, that seems like something to do. Except now, what the fuck do we do? Like, right. okay, we ransack, we ransack this house and we control it, but we're surrounded by fucking plantations on all sides. What the fuck are we doing? Like, we're gonna start our own little ecosystem right here in between six plantations. Like, at some point, there has to be a plan, and the plan has to include, like, an exit strategy. It's you know? Okay, okay, we want to we become something. Well, one, where are we going to become that? And two, how do we disentangle ourselves? How do we carry some of that capital? I mean, one of the ways, you know, one of the reasons why Haiti is what it is, you know, uh, I watched Top 5 uh, a couple times last week. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Gene. Uh, it was uh-huh. even more enjoyable. Thanks to some, some, oh, some your help. Oh yeah, but um, you know, it's the biggest <laughs> slave revolution on the on the on this side of the the planet. But yet, the French kneecapped them and made them pay reparations. Right. And the United right. States kneecapped them and made them pay reparations. Right. So they bankrupted them at the same time. When we try to walk away, we can't let that happen to us. We got to figure that shit out before anything else happens. Like we got to play chess with that shit. Yeah, it's um so I think the I think the people that we're talking about and when I say the people in quotes, general, you know, uh black people we consider the community either from descendants of slaves or, or whatever. They've been oppressed all over the planet. So I, I that's why I like the word even pan Africanism and uh, you know, there those teachings and stuff because uh a, the doctor loves that pan African American uh, uh, black people just have one black experience. It's a unique one, but so, shit. So are the ones in Brazil right now and <laughs> the favelas and shit, you know? Right. Uh, so, so I say, you know, when it comes to raising that group of people, they've been on a journey and that journey for the last five centuries has been survival more than anything else. And now it's 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 all genetic survival, and there's different fear fears built in that, and everything else. And so, uh, in order to cross over to thrival, right on this planet, it's uh, shit, man. I mean, I, well, it's it's difficult to. It's I difficult. don't know. Yeah, I mean, it ha- I think it's going to take generations. I, I think there's generations left. It's maybe diff- maybe a. a one or two, if we're lucky, but you know it's going to be. It's, it's diffi- just not ready. It's difficult because we don't control the means of production, and even though you may have the raw materials, like last week I talked about Sean King's label, which is actually I misquoted it. All Black is another group, but is another all black run company. But his company is called a real one, and it's not. It's going to be available to everyone pretty soon. But like I said, the prices of it were, they're astronomical for the materials. We're talking about $200, $300 sweatshirts. 
And the reason why it's that high is because he went out and he found the black farmers, the black manufacturers, everyone that's involved in the means of production is black. But in order to do that, it costs more money. It's going to cost and give them money. all a living a, a living wage. We give them all a living I'm wage. I'm down with that. Yes, I'm down I'll with that. Too. If if we ever had to pay the actual price for anything, yes, that we used, like, and the government stopped subsidizing everything, if the prices was good, there would be inflation, but it'd be all for the good because it'd be helping to preserve American jobs and and empower some people who right now are having a hard time. But nobody wants to do that. That's why. Everybody bitches about Walmart, but then when they need some, they write there in one of them long ass lines. Right. 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 Well, that's one of the. Yeah, I don't even so, front. Yeah, that's one of the positions. <laughs> you just another crook. You, you just want a deal. You just, yeah, I'm all about the deal. Yeah. That's like one of the. Hey, this another crook. Yep. That's one of the positions with libertarians. Their, their whole thing is that they want to basically get rid of the government taxation. They don't believe the taxation, they say it's like theft all taxation is theft and you can agree with that to a certain extent and the thought process is that the individual should be setting the tone and there should be no oversight my problem is that whenever there's no oversight that's never really a good thing for the people who have the guns are the ones that are in control so you don't necessarily want the dumbest motherfucker with the gun to be running your means of production it just doesn't work out. That's the reason why societies have doctors, lawyers, accountants, things of that nature. Now, you may want to get rid of the accountant and everything and make it an actuary, but then we're getting into socialism. But they're against actually subsidizing the government in this way. Like this this Biden package that they're going to come up with, I'm not very familiar with it. I'm not familiar with it at all. I haven't been paying attention to any of that stuff. I haven't read it, which is like a, it's a, it's a diversion for me in the past. In the past, I would have read it like 10 times and understood it 50 times. I've got other things to do right now. I'm not really giving a fuck so much, but one thing about it is that they're talking about subsidizing things. So that way people can have jobs and they're against that, but it's so people can have jobs. Are you guys against subsidies so black people can get jobs or any people can get jobs? Do you think it's wrong? No, I mean, we've done it in the past. That's, we've, that's how we've done it in the past, and that's what we're going to have to do it again. Like that's, that's the role of government. The government should set some, some baseline beneath which people aren't allowed to drop, and that has to be paid for. The roads that we drive on have to be paid for. Yeah, that's a small, that's a very, very small thing they should do. We, you talk about subsidizing. So there, there's $115 trillion in wealth owned by white people. There's $6 trillion owned by black people. 115 to 6 right? Yeah, that's a it's, tip. <laughs> right. It's four white households for every black. So, so it's like $20 trillion black households like 80 some trillion or million, I'm sorry, 20 million black, some 80 some million white. So it's one to four household to household. But when it comes to the wealth in the country, they have, we have 6% of it, of the, of the country. You know what I mean? Like, Is that new? You have, no, these are the stats. We talked, well, I talked about this before on the pod. These stats came out in June something like that. 
Um, it's been less than one percent for years. I didn't know it jumped yeah. up to six percent. No, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, it's we have six trillion to their one fifteen. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. saying a percentage of that. Th- I'm saying, yeah, I might be yeah, thinking that, but when it comes to wealth, they they tie property into that and everything else. Correct. So, uh, correct. You know that. I, so I don't know if it was. Uh, go ahead. Out of out of the six trillion that we own, four trillion of that is in real estate and pensions, which means. It's not liquid, and it's owned by old black people. Right, right. So, so when you start talk, when you start talking about my daughters, y'all children, what are what are we really giving them? I mean, just just consider this. There's a there's a branch of law called a state law. All right, mm-hmm. who you know, who do you know that's ever hired in a state lawyer? I'll wait. Well, I have some clients. I'm in real estate, so you know, right? But I I'm saying, to, yeah. I'm saying, it's rare. It's rare. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not it's not something. And and wealth is we know wealth is passed. You know, I mean, it's it's there's been a, a huge legislation push to create more more white wealth. You know what I mean? I mean, just you know putting it out there you know the, the state yeah. laws changed tax laws have changed blah 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 all, all of this stuff that does not affect 85 percent of black folks i'm gonna i'm gonna go off target right tar- it don't affect it. us because we don't we in those i'm gonna go off no, tar- go ahead. i'm gonna go off target for a minute and just because of the fact that we're talking about this specific thing and what i'm going to point out to people is that um it is going to white corporations it's no longer going to white people per se. Home ownership is something that is part of the scheme to that a lot of the barons of this country have looked at it and they've seen that it doesn't work as well and they really want to get rid of the individual homeowner. And I think that's black and white. The difference in being is that black people having never had it before, many of us never having that's before, what I was saying. are still aspiring to it. Whereas a lot of white people who don't, who just always expect to have things and always expect to have property, they're really going with the punches. They're really going along with the program a lot easier. So they're the ones that are actually suffering a little bit more in this current, in this current field realm that we're living in because of the fact, not because of the fact that they're doing something willfully. It's because they're really too dumb to recognize what's happening to them as well, which is, it is what it is. I guess if you listen to this now, if you're not insulted by the way that I said it, you may actually wake up to what the fuck is going on around here. Corporations are the ones that are buying all of these properties and they're not caring how much they're paying I, for the properties. They're really not caring because with them, with the inflation model, they can actually afford to take all of the losses that are possibly going to come forth in the future because they're going to collect that in rent and then some. And what they're essentially doing is that... There won't be no losses when they stop building. No, there's not... There, There's not... They the, stop building new houses? No, they're there actually... No losses. They're actually terraforming this country for everyone. And that's what people don't really recognize and they don't see. They're actually changing it for everyone. There's no, like, you know, Trump is not your savior. You know, um, Biden is not your savior. None of these guys are your saviors. 
because the corporations are the ones that are running everything and are pulling all the punches and calling all the shots. And they're buying all the property because they don't want you to have it. They're not building low income property. So if you do have a home, they're fighting that at every turn, at every turn. So if you do have a home, if you do, even if you do get a good job in the future, you're going to pay out of your ass. And in a large way, what they're doing is they're kind of resetting the economy back to pre FHA days and pre all those, all those organizations that the government had because they've, they've set you up. They set you up into thinking that the government they've take first, they took over the government and they declared the government. So, Now they can tell you that the government doesn't have any strength and it doesn't mean shit. So they can just like, so you can just say, ah, fuck the government and you'll just get rid of it and they'll get rid of all the the letter organization. So that's what they're doing on one side. On the other side, they're taking all the property and they're making it so expensive that the majority of people won't be able to get it unless you actually work in a job that feeds the system. If you don't feed the system, you're going to be out of your home. That's generally what it is. And it's a setup that people are not ready for. And that's why these motherfuckers are mad and they want to get guns. And that's why all this shit is all these people are uptight and all, and they're all stressed out and everything. Cause they don't even, they don't realize. And then it's that meme when a guy's sitting there across from the far and he's saying, Hey, that guy over there, he's trying to eat your food. And they just set you off and you just go off and you do their bidding. But at the end of the day, there's not the reason why we don't have neighborhoods like we used to have is because we can't afford to have them. Your dad can't come around. He can't give you a house to live and not work 60 hours a week. And then when he's off from work, be on call with his cell phone or his laptop or his computer. Mom can't do the same thing. and. People are just like they're just conditioned. They're just as they're just as clueless as black people are. They're just clueless in a different way. And we go back to it. It's like, you know, during this thing, one of the reasons why they have to get people back to work is because there's too many people that are sitting down breaking down these systems like we're doing right now. And you can't have the populace thinking about all of these different things. They can't because then you get chaos, you get BLM rallies. You get white guys marching as proud boys. You've got everybody well, what marching was the, uh, for what different was the, reasons. What was the series of economic marches a couple of years ago? The uh, Occupy Wall Occupy Street. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, I went right. down there. I went down there and I took pictures there because I wanted to see it because I I knew I knew it was the beginning of something. I didn't know it was going to be this, but it is. I do have pictures. I can still send you the pictures now to this very day. It was different and it is different. Occupy Wall Street because they were they've been ter- they've been making all of these changes and people are not equipped to fight against the system at this point in time. Voting is almost useless because unless you're going to unless you're going to find one person in your neighborhood to run for each one of the seats on the town council and board that when they get there, they're going to say, yo, fuck, fuck, yo, fuck this carding company, fuck this company that's making goods in our area, fuck all these people, we're going to do what's best for everybody around here, and actually take all that shit over, it's a, it's a, 
zero sum game that we have that we're in right now. It really is. And during this yeah, stuff, you'll be, you'll be burying a lot of people that way. Yeah, you will be. You, you he says zero sum, zero sum game. And you know what? So what's the course? If it's zeros, if it's zero sum, what's the course? Well, well, that's the that's the thing though in America. Most people don't. These people have created a game where to them it's all or nothing. You yeah. know, and you're just, we're just, we're just pawns. So what's know? the course for a pawn? The course for a pawn is to try to enjoy no your life. Try to enjoy your life and think independently. You have to think <laughs> independently. You know, honestly, it really, yeah, there's no there's no course that can be taken right away except for, like we were talking about, I sent you guys the thing about the movie Network. You know, Rob, did you, you caught, you caught it. Did you catch that movie? Have you I'm ever a seen huge that network fan. Yeah, network is a great movie. Holy network shit. is a great movie. I never saw that movie. Really? And, Let me and, look that oh, shit yeah. up. And and the, the speech at the What's end. What's it Brad? on? Holy shit! It's What's on, it on right now. It's it was on Turner Classic Turner Movies Classic the other night. Movies. Yeah, but it yo that movie. Yeah, is what's like, my man's name? Um, I forget. Howard Beale. How, yeah, yeah, Howard Howard Beale. Beale. Yo, you could take that movie, and you could change the dialogue. You could do a remake of that movie today. And you can replace that movie with the internet companies, and the shit would be seamless. It would be seamless, which is fucking nuts. No wonder why. It's like, it just goes to show you that you think that we think that we're always unique. Every generation thinks that they're unique and they're saying something new and like, you know, we're speaking something new. I'm not saying anything new. I'm regurgitating the same stuff that was being said back in 1976. And that person that said it in 1976 caught it from somebody that said it in 1965. And that person caught it from somebody that said it in 1950. It's just what it is. And as long as you... Yeah, but we're special. We're a bit special in that... uh, What are we? We're we're Generation uh, X, right? We're special because we're alive. But we are? Gen X? I don't know. We're special because huh? we're alive. Yeah, it never really bothered about that. Yeah, I didn't really. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you why. I mean, why? you know, but 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 we are Gen X, though, right? I, I believe so. so. Yes. Yeah. I okay. So. Gen X man is really Gen X is really towing the line, uh, and not only towing the line to to their uh, what do they call that? Uh, to their failure, basically, but they also are significant because they are. The last, the holders, the last or the oldest holders of all the good shit that can help going forward. There was a time between slavery and integration that, uh, you know, that they had some successful stats on black people in different areas and stuff like that. And so I I think uh, that Gen X is the last line connected to. A lot of uh, uh, good things, if you would, from our aunt, for, uh, yeah, prior knowledge prior and knowledge. stuff like that. It, it just, it just different things. Whereas everything is shifting now to look. Man, I mean, you know, I don't even know if you're great at coding and you're really into the internet. I don't even know if you should even be concerned about <laughs> different types of history and shit. You ain't. You probably ain't never gonna see none of that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying. Whereas we still had to live some of that shit, and we see it, and so it's still on us and stuff. So my point is, it's transitioning. 
but we are special. Our, our generation is special because I think we're the most grounded in less chaotic habits and ways and, and traditions and stuff. Uh, uh, you well, know, I, our generation. Well, I but hope so. I hope take. so. So I just want to change the subject really quick because we're getting close to our time. We got about another like 10 minutes left. So um, I wanted to talk about COVID for a second. I was talking to our friend of the show, Winston, the other day and give him a round of applause real quick. The reason why I actually hit him up was because I actually texted him and asked him, had he ever seen the movie Network? Because I was just blown away at that point in time. I really was. I was like, wow. So, um, you know, I was talking to him and I was talking to a couple of other people out here on Long Island about this whole thing. And I don't know how you guys feel about these um, mandates. I know, Rob, I don't know whether you want to share your status or not, but there's a lot of backlash about these mandates. And there's been a lot of conversation about COVID one way or the other. People who have gotten the shot feel like they're automatically smarter than everyone else. And they say that they're listening to the people who have all the knowledge who are the same people who back in November of last year, they didn't want to listen to because Trump was behind them and the whole thing. So they didn't want to listen to him then, but now they've completely changed. And these people are the smartest people in the world, but somehow they're ignoring the fact that like just here on Long Island this month, we're looking at 17% of the personnel of a major hospital losing, quitting because of the mandate that they put forth in New York state, where if you don't have the shot, then you're going to have to quit. That includes doctors and nursing staff. And it's the same story at a lot of places, a lot of hospitals. So my question is with all of these people that are medical professionals and It's 17% because of the fact that a lot of the medical professionals that work there can't afford to lose their jobs. So they were forced to actually take the vaccine or take the shot. And a lot of them aren't happy about it. Sage Steele, for example, she just took the shot for ESPN. She's not a medical person. She's just a sportscaster. And she felt like she was pressured. And she let everyone know that she felt she was pressured. Kyrie Mm -hmm. Irving is looking at a situation where he's going to have to get the shot or miss all of the home games. There's all these people, but I'm going to focus on the medical professionals and just say, like, these people are people who went to medical school, and they don't feel like it's necessary for them to get the shot. Some of them feel like it's because of the fact that they have their own immunity. Do you guys feel that mask mandates, do you think that we're moving into that we're moving into communist territory with these conversations? And, you know, once again, I hate to say, I hate to even be like this because I hate to be on the sides of the motherfuckers. Whenever Ted Cruz comes out and says that he supports Kyrie Irving, there's a problem. You know, that's problematic. You know, that shit's not going to end well. It makes you makes you want to rethink your position. It does. If Ted Cruz is on your side, it makes you want to rethink your position. It does. Seriously. It does. It does. But like, I, I know a little bit. Better. But, uh, you, you know, the thing is, everybody wants to be about science and I'm all about science, but we don't know yet. The shit's too young. And these mandates are just heavy handed at this point. Like we're, we're not even get the chance to find out that we were wrong. Like, you know, may not, we may not have to do all this. I but. just. Unfortunately, we live in a society where there's a pill for everything, and that's what we've gotten to. And so, rather than tell people to get, let rather than tell people to get healthy, to get truly healthy, 
and stop eating all the subsidized bullshit, we're going to give them another shot and we're going to make Pfizer wealthy. We're going to create another well, billion that, dollar company. That well, goes Pfizer against is already a, a billion dollar company. That goes against the corporate mantra, though. If you're telling people to, if you're telling people to eat better, then well, no, who's going to eat the fucking need people to go eat. Who's going to eat the whole host? Exactly. You know, that's basically well. Yeah. Who, I'll eat a couple potato of chips. Who's going to eat the potato <laughs> chips, though? It's like honestly, honestly, who's going to eat potato this chips? Shit? So it's like but, that's yeah, that's a it does, but at message. the same time, like a lot of a lot of the the vaccine mandate though is to get accountability off of the corporations so they can force people back into the office. Like they've done everything they can. Take your black ass back to work. That sound that sound logic. That sound logic. I don't that's, I don't that's know. That's what it is. Like because I don't know people like I don't know is. if we should be you, know, you got you guys we we vaccinated you, we did the best we could get back to work. And you can't sue. You can't sue the vaccine maker if it's screwed up. So everybody's cool. Right. Yeah, I'm still I'm still just watching because I I I can't say it more plainly, right? The shit smell funny. You pushing this shit like and and you still haven't made sense of basic things yet. Look, if you're saying that a vaccinated person can transmit it, which means they can catch it and they can give it, right? How are you increase? I, I don't. What if you require all your workers get vaccinated? They can still get it and transmit it. I don't understand how you're making it safer that way right and so it, it's just simple stuff like that that people just having like and then maybe the logic is well if every it lessens the likelihood of this and that and everything else well you're not really giving solid data on that part of it you're not giving solid data too on the ones that it kills and if you're saying it doesn't kill people then i just don't believe you if that it hasn't killed anybody you know, yeah, maybe Didn't not they? most people. So, so it's, it, I don't believe them because they're on the motherfucking lying ass TV saying the shit. That's why I don't believe they well, ass. You don't believe they ass because there's a billion dollars behind it. There's incentive like yeah. a motherfucker to f- to fudge the numbers because this is a this vaccine is a billion dollar product. Yeah, and, and so and who, there's who, plenty of incentive to lie about it. Whose money is behind it? Fences. The same, uh, the same, the same dope Fences. dealers that caused the audio. No. Uh, oh, Fences' money yeah. is behind this, bruh. Fences. Who? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, okay. Yeah, his money is behind this shit, bruh. Well, Bill Gates gonna get his money, dog. Well, and so yeah, you, you know the thing. the fact that the mandates are so hard. On one hand, you got Ted Cruz is on the side of people not, you know, making their own choice. On the other side, though, you have YouTube, which is now taking all conversation about COVID that's deemed to be negative or anti-vaccine off of its platforms. And we're looking at other media Mm -hmm. companies looking to follow suit. So even if there is a divergent, even though you may make a valid point of view and there is a divergent point of view, you're not even able to discuss it anymore. And if you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that 17% of people who haven't gotten vaccinated are all Trumpers or crackpots after going to medical school and you haven't gone to medical school, all you did was watch CNN and decide that you're going to go take the shot, then that doesn't make sense either. 
There's a lot Who of claims people, that a lot of a lot I mean of the seventeen percent. When when I that seventeen percent of hospital workers that don't that are holding mm-hmm. out against the vaccine at this particular hospital. And there's a lot of resignations that are coming out. And hospitals have, and I find it interesting because when I hear from this person that works in the hospital and I hear about what they're doing across the country, um, which is bringing in foreign workers, bringing in workers from other states to come in and replace some of that staff. Well, New York State nursing regulations are different than they are in, say, Ohio, South Carolina. Louisiana. So now you're possibly getting substandard people into the hospitals. And that's not just in my area. That could possibly be in your area as well. So this is what they're replacing them for because they won't do it. And I just get the feeling like when I when I listen to all these people and they make their points of view, I just get the feeling it's going to be like a situation like Fen Fen or like, you know, some of these like fat burners that they used to have. When they say like, "Well, it was working at the time, but we just didn't know," we just didn't. That, but that's, the American, that's the American way, though. We do that. Like that's the difference between America and Europe. Europe makes you prove that everything is safe before you use it, and America says, "Oh, it's good. You know, it's good enough right now. Fine, go with it. And if it hurts, we'll pull it off the market." That's what lawsuits are for. What is Europe using? They use. They, the uh, they have a vaccine over there. I think they're using the fire and. Pfizer, and then they have another version. Yeah, because Israel's using a different version of it. And they, well, which one is the Bill Gates version? The mRNA is the Bill Gates um, technology. The money that he, the technology that he helped put some some research dollars behind. Yeah, i I just don't like the fact that they're making people that they're making people take it, especially since I you know antibodies. I, I don't even want to get into the conversation because I'm not a scientist and I'm not a doctor. I, 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 I went to a, a rehab place that was run by a doctor uh, and physiologist. And he used to scream that all the time. Like, yo, your body has antibodies. Like if you, ter- if you treat your body better, if you get your vitamin D levels up to a certain level, you're 70% less likely to get ca- or 80% less likely to get any virus. Viruses occur every day. You encounter viruses every day. Your body just snaps them up, throws them out. It's not, they're not a big deal. Um, if you get your, you know, if you eat a certain way, you become 75% less likely to get any of these viruses because your body doesn't produce the mucus that then plays host to a lot of these viruses. So, I mean, there are ways out that he used to always say that, like, look, they want people to put masks on. They want people, like, if we just got people, there's a natural way to do this. There's no profit in doing it the natural way. No profit no in profit that. No profit whatsoever. No profit and there's no control. And no control, right. Damn. And, yep. and that's where we're fucked up in the game. Our friend can't, you know, I, I like when I hit him up, I told him, I said, I got all these ideas, I said, but I'm not even asking you to come on the show and talk about it because I know it's like hot for you right now. And he was like, yep. He was like, I can't talk about it anyway. You know, because he can't. You know what I'm saying? There's too much heat going yeah. on. Yeah. These people are looking at actually literally like losing their jobs and their careers over this shot. And a year ago, people were cheering them on. I haven't been to a hospital. I haven't been to a hospital mm-hmm. yet during this time. And I'm not planning on going because, like you said, I don't eat a lot of that crap that people eat. I cut down my sugar down. Mucus sugar is just like that's the worst. But people don't want to do that. They want the easy way out. And now that they've taken the shot, they want everybody to take the shot because they want everyone to have the same risk. 
And that's all it basically is. Listen, I, I don't, like I say, I don't hope for anyone to get the shot for anything bad to happen to them. And all these people that, you know, are wishing death on people who have not gotten the shot and everything, you'll have to talk to God about it's that. It's a very yourself. weird time. It's a very weird time. You're going to have to talk to God about that yourself. So that's basically where we are. Yo, I'm a, well, let me make one last one last point about that, man. Yo, I think it's actually I think it's actually telling for Craig, for Ted Cruz to be in alignment with Kyrie uh, Irving on this, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because his constituents, yeah, they want this and they want that. But they know the devil in charge very well. Yes. And so they're, they're like, oh, no, we know y'all motherfuckers. We ain't taking that shot. It ain't no, you know, dumb hillbilly saying, oh, I'm not going to take this shot and everything. No. Nah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want you to win and everything. Oh, yeah, but we ain't with you on that bullshit. You know, because we know y'all. We know why and everything else. But we want to push all these other values and this and that, the old American traditions and everything. But, oh, no, we know you on that bullshit. It started with the smallpox blankets. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, stay, they stay on that bullshit. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, shit, they know. Well, they know it. They know because it works. And they tell it, Ted, we don't want it. They know because it works for them. It works for all of them. It works for keeping their people in line and works for keeping, you know, us underfoot. And that's where we are. Hey, speaking of underfoot, R. Kelly. You think he's under feet right now? Anyway, uh, Ooh, I'm a, yo, hold on, don't go nowhere on that. Yo, DL Hughley gave me all the justification I need to blare my man's music because I love R. Kelly, man. You know, and I hated that this was going like that. And I feel kind of funny when it's and you want to step in the name of love, right? Course, you know what I'm you, you know, yeah, hey, you know, but, once, but, once you step in the name Hugh- of love, you want to keep doing that. Like, but that, when DL Hughley put that damn post out or that quote or whatever, I said, "Oh, I love it. It makes sense. I'm with you, brothers. Y'all saw that, right? I, I, I did see that. See yeah, no, I did. Anybody? He said. He said. Look. He said they asked him if you still going." Listen to Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, you know, understanding this and that. And he said, yep, same way I listen, same, same way I still sing the national anthem, knowing what America did. Yeah. <laughs> right. Facts. <laughs> Boop, drop the, the mic drop. and walk away. <laughs> wow. Even forever and you know, ever irretrievably broken. One thing, know, I'm going to be singing yeah. the shit out of R. Kelly. One thing about, one thing about <laughs> R. Kelly, like Chuck D., P.E., he, he came out with the statement. He had people like saying like, what? But he made a very good point about R. Kelly. He's a victim, too, in a lot of ways, because he was molested as a young child, and he grew up in that molester. He grew up in that whole atmosphere. And one thing that I've noticed about people about who've been through that as kids, you either end up on one one side of it or the other. Either you become a molester yourself because that's the psychology behind it, or you end up hating them so much that you would basically murder everyone. But the whole thing is that the whole child molesting type of um, spear community and everything, it just keeps feeding itself is basically the point. It's just an observation that he was a victim at one point. He grew up to be a molester. And a lot of people who are victims grew up to be molesters. And a lot of people who grow up to be victims grow up to, they're irrevocably changed. It's a life-changing thing. 
So his thing was that, how long do you give this man who basically really needed treatment? And does he stay in jail for now that he's been convicted? And his, his other point was that, you know, American prisons are, no, are, are not a place where anybody gets rehabilitated. Yes. That's a, that's like a second. They're warehouses. They're workhouses. They're not rehabilitation places. They're not, they're not a place where you send people to get better. Well, R. Kelly getting yeah, if, if, he, point if he's is, getting twenty years, their he parents should be in jail. <laughs> Who should be in jail? Their parents should be in jail. Their parents should be. Their in goddamn jail. parents. I saw the interviews. They was chasing that money, and their parents was chasing that money, and they ran into a freak. But the way they get, they put this man away like like he had just just well, went through he, and just nabbing. He, and, here's, and, you the, know, here's the thing. Even if you want to, even if you want to be a star, and even if your parents are willing to sell you to be a star, that don't mean you can do the shit that he did. Yeah, they're thirteen. You know, 13, 14 years. <laughs> well, no, it's not alleged anymore because a jury of his peers, having found him guilty, sentenced him to twenty years. Yo, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be my brother's keeper, and I am going to edit this. I'm going to be my brother's keeper, and I am going to edit this. Whatever. She, I ain't got no corporate stances, too. Fuck them motherfuckers. Nah, I mean, no corp- nah. From what I saw, the way, look, man, they even got on the goddamn special and made money off of that. Oh, we telling the world this and that and so on and so forth. Man, let that nigga sing. <laughs> the, really? the, inter- the interesting you, thing about can't you just go to karaoke night like there's somebody doing our Kelly and I karaoke night like the interesting <laughs> thing is they made these racketeering charges off of that shit yeah right they they made it racketeering which means it's gonna be it's gonna no which means it's gonna be some money coming out of his pocket yeah they can get some money they and money. that money is I can I <laughs> well broke. somebody's gonna get his his catalog is worth something. Somebody gonna get yeah. his money. Is the owner of his yeah. catalog liable? That's the whole. Well, point. I'm saying somebody's gonna. Who, somebody's who gonna get some money out of his catalog deal. right now is the question. And it, but if, if he if he's hidden if he's tried to bury it under a couple uh, under under a bunch of corporations, they'll get that shit. If he's truly sold it to somebody else, well then, yeah. you know, if there's an agreement. Whatever whatever money he was going to get from it is not going to him anymore. Well, didn't it, supposedly he was he was duped out of his whole shit, right? Wasn't that yeah. wasn't that the rhetoric at one time? Yeah, that was it. I think like that, he don't own none of I, that. No, nah, I think that's that's probably the the setup before the setup. You know, he he saw it was coming. He knew it was coming down the line. What was coming down the pike? So he set it up a little bit earlier than he had to. You know, he's not. Or he's so not one stupid. of his people set it up that way. Like, yo, this dude's got issues. We go. We gonna protect him from himself. Yeah, we gonna isolate gonna, him from his right. Mind. Make sure that at least like make sure the family keep the money. You know, and that's basically what they've all been. That's what they've all been doing anyway. There's plenty of motherfuckers in that shit that really should be in jail behind that shit because you can't make music and cruise the junior high schools every day. There's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? So the man and, and believe had me, help. Eximus tried. Yeah, oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> please. That's so, just a joke. <laughs> Now it's just like yo, yo, I remember back in high school, man, when them old dudes would be up there, man, and having some of the girls and everything. Be like, man, what the hell they doing still up here? How does her parents allow that shit? That's not what I used to say. You know what I'm saying? And then yo, so I thought it's normal in our neighborhood. 
but that's what we're talking about. R. Kelly was normal right. in that's, our neighborhood. That's what we're talking about. Unfortunately, that should have been, been going on for years, yeah, bro. Unfortunately, this <laughs> happens. That's the whole point. That's there's a whole there's a just whole the community. Time, there's whole communities that believe that. Yeah, listen, just the beginning of time. You can say it's you can say it's just like R. Kelly and everything, but you know what? You go to Ecuador, Quintanaria is like what, fourteen years old? Then they're a woman. You know, Mississippi, oh, yeah. like, you know, 15. states like Mississippi and that's like, you know, those, the South places, <laughs> those <laughs> things are like, yeah, exactly. It's like they're like 15 year old. So it's like some, you know, this is what people this is what people believe in, whatever. But on that note, we're going to fucking let this shit go because this conversation is going to have to get chopped. <laughs> Born in trouble. Grant Lancaster, Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard. That's right. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, baby. Yes. Come down and get you some. Yes. No check. And he the- ain't talking about wings. Yep. And we don't have to. <laughs> Come down and get you some. Smoke. No need for a basement check. All age appropriate. <laughs> no need for a basement All check. All age appropriate. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we started this, we started this whole, like, inappropriate conversation. And, it, like, you know, I wanted to get into, like, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell. This, this chick is still in jail someplace. No heads are rolling, bro. No heads are rolling. She had the oh, prince. Yeah. Imagine who else she has on her Rolodex. If you really want to clean up the world, all oh, you got to do is take care of her. Joint. That's right. She got everybody. She got everybody. You watched it, huh? No, nah, nah, I've always yeah, paid attention. I've always paid attention to that. But yo, you know what the real thing is? You see how my sick take these on motherfuckers that? are? Yeah. But you know what my point is on that? <laughs> I think that she is actually the one. I think Epstein really worked for her. And on that note, no. Gene Hopkins. Yeah, hey, two eight six these nuts. <laughs> How do you follow that? <laughs> There's a chance that nobody on the planet has gotten more out of the phrase "these nuts" than Gene Hopkins. That's very possible. Yo, man. Okay, but yo, yo hold on, hold up. What? Pause. Pause. You got to get this now that you said that, right? You got to get this. I'm a rookie cop. We go to the projects with the guy who's training me, who happens to be a redneck racist who got fired later. But anyway, we grab this young sister. She's like 13. I'm talking about is touched problems, you know, from on from seeing her on go. Put in the back seat because they want to question her on uh witnessing something or another, right? And we're rolling. I'm 23. Okay, 23 years old. And she's in the back seat, and my white partner is asking her questions, trying to fish for information. And guess what her answer was every time? 1994. These nuts! <laughs> <laughs> These nuts, cracker! These nuts, cracker! <laughs> God bless her. I've been on it since, man. The origin. I'm, of I'm glad nuts. the story went the way that it went. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad the story went the way that it went. Because I was a 13 year old in the back seat. I thought we was getting to some R. Kelly shit with you, bro. Yeah, because this, this oh, wrap no, up has been questionable. Bro. I don't endorse it. I don't endorse it. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that they get saved. The and, Grand you know, Metro. And, 
the Greater Metropolitan. The Greater Metropolitan. New Jersey, Philadelphia area. I can't no more. I can't do this no more. Mr. Robert Brooks. <laughs> Are you in pain, John? You seem like you're struggling at this moment. Do you, do you, need, do you need to talk? I said I was going to have more control. I had all these papers. I just threw that shit over to the side because, fuck, I can't control you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Born in trouble. Remember, when I, remember when I, I came back from some school trip, and we didn't have papers, so I smoked something out of loose-leaf paper? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. What, that's about what you could do with them damn notes right now. <laughs> oh, I've done that in the Army several times. Born in trouble. Rolled up one with some damn loose-leaf Born paper. in trouble. Peace. <laughs>